to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Brian. I'm Lane. And I'm Steven. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, thanks for coming. And uh, someone's on the phone, I think, or I don't know. Hello. Coming live and direct, uh, Art on the line here from uh, Azerbaijan. Oh. Art on the line. God, I hate that this is like rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rehearsed. Um, Art, thanks for joining us, man. What time is it there? I, I love joining you guys. Uh, it's it's a very different time. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Art's calling in from San Francisco. <laughs> he just didn't want to drive down to meet us. Yeah. He's not in Azerbaijan. Yeah, then we have Stevie Jeezy here. Yeah. Uh, repeat guest. From early days, how long ago would you say that was? Oh, that was man. that was cold turkey, right? A couple of years, I was on cold turkey on the boat, and we didn't have mics at that point, so the quality's worse. But oh, I mean, I thought the quality was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Pretty yeah, good. it is, was pretty yeah. good. This yeah. is pro. You, you thought the quality was great, but you also like Corvettes. So oh, <laughs> oh so the guy who's not face to face with Steven. <laughs> he came all the way down here to defend Corvettes, and then you stay away. <laughs> is that on purpose? I think so, dude. I just felt the bad vibes, bro. Uh, so what Art's saying is that you have a lack of quality control. Right. <laughs> that was probably like the first 25 episodes, I would guess. Or, yeah, probably 25 or 30. Yeah, yeah, Stephen was like one of our original guests. Yeah. Like, we didn't have many before. Yeah. I think he's before Art. Yep. Yep. Pre-Art. Yeah. It was somewhere in the teens, I thought. Oh, wow. B.A. Yeah. Bad art. <laughs> Before art. What are we on right now? What, what podcast number is this? <laughs> 137? It's, a, it's number no, 143, right? 144. 144. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we, 143, Todd Future said, oh, that's yeah. laugh out loud. And no, it's I love me. you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. That's right. Laugh out loud. <laughs> I had a roommate that thought LOL meant lots of love. <laughs> Oh, I've heard that story Wait, before. What? It was like a year after, too, that he's like, why does this person keep saying lots of love after jokes? <laughs> oh, my. Anyways. Yeah, I don't people know, crying. I, it's kind of a dad move. all about, uh, what is it, uh, 8008. Oh, S? Five? Yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. boobs? Good, Art. Good. <laughs> um, so Thursday edition, right? That's right. How do you feel about Elaine? I don't know. <laughs> Are you rehearsed? Studied? Not even. Ready to go? Uh, kind of. Smart as a whip? Nope. Is that a saying? What that yeah, mean? I think yeah. it is. Smart as a whip. I think it's just smart as a whip, but why? Sharp as a whip? How smart are whips? There's, <laughs> there's the guy on the end, other end of the whip that's pretty smart. Hmm. Okay. Smart as a guy on a whip's handle. Or that smart on the other end. Oh, yeah. It's a different podcast altogether. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about some questions. Okay. Our Instagram followers were nice enough to give us quite a few questions this time around and uh You're like twenty. You know what? Before we, we before we go into the questions, I have a little question. Oh. I was thinking about it on the drive here. I was listening to a podcast. How awesome. did this get made? Oh, okay. Paul Shear. I've seen this show. And so they were going over the movie Boy Next Door starring Jennifer Lopez. And in this movie, they, she, uh, their brakes get cut on their charger or challenger. So, of course, they're driving. The car's perfectly fine. Then all of a sudden, the brakes go out and the car is revving up and stuff for some reason. <laughs> like, not only does it not slow down, it's like speeding up, you know? Yeah. And then she goes and finds the boy next door tampered with the brakes. And she's looking, she finds, because she finds on his computer, the diagram for the brakes for a 
2008 Charger Challenger, and then next to it, her, her, he his parents had died. So a 2006 minivan. It says. <laughs> so <laughs> she goes to an, model. <laughs> yeah, she goes to investigate it with the police. This is a six-year-old accident. Car is still there. She's checking it out. <laughs> there was no, dude, like no. It was just like they thought he was a drunk driver. Okay. But for some reason, they have the burned-up car in evidence. <laughs> and she goes, "Is this, is this the 2006 minivan?" He goes, "Why, yes, it is." So, <laughs> do, 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 do. so <laughs> that gets me to. Is this uh, kind of a thriller? I'm basically I, talking I feel about... like this is the Driving While Awesome transition to, like, serial-style episodes. Like, yeah. we're adding drama. It's there we good, go. Lane. Yeah, we're so I'm talking about, viewers. I'm talking about, like, the as a car guy, what is your most... What is the thing you got most annoyed about in watching a car movie? In like, movies. a movie with... A, you know, you, there's something that has to stand out to you. Watching so much. A, like, watching a movie totally. that you remember, and what's that one thing, like... You know, that they just got completely wrong. Like, they're like, oh, that's a brand new Porsche. And it's a, you know, yeah, 1985 yeah. RX-7 or something. Yeah. Man, well, well could it be like something like, well, the one thing that always drove me insane was like the excessive steering when they're going straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, you just triggered mine. It's Days of Thunder style movie. And I, I don't know if it happens in Days of Thunder. There's another one called uh, Drive with Sylvester Stallone. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're driving in a race, like bank turn, full out top speed. Let's say it's NASCAR, Mm -hmm. Days of Thunder. And then they go, okay, now. A downshift. (laughs) He just has extra power. Now pass him. It's like, what? You're like, and it's Indy cars. Yeah. And like all of a sudden they just have power on reserve. Now downshift and pass him. Yeah. Uh, hammer down. You would do that. I was already hammered down the entire time. You were what going you as fast as you could. Yeah, every yeah. movie there's an extra gear or a turbo exactly. or, a, or a whatever to yeah. a button to press to make the car go faster. Yeah. Uh, that's a Rennie Harlan movie. That movie he wanted to make it about Formula One. He's a huge Formula One fan. You're talking about Drive. Drive. Yeah. Formula One denied him. They're like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck this piece of shit movie. Yeah. And then he made it about uh, you know, Indy's like, oh, uh, I don't sucks. even remember <laughs> the plot so much. I mean, I remember that Sylvester Stallone throws dimes down on the track and yeah, picks yeah. them up on well, the sticky tires. Oh but... yeah, and then they're uh, racing on the street too in not in right Indy cars. Yeah, they have like, a, like, like no helmets or something. Match. Yeah. And it picks up um. A, a manhole, manhole cover. cover. Yes. And in that movie, the guy's, like, girlfriend or wife basically takes the headphones and t- tries to tell him what to do in the race. And it's, like, totally fine. <laughs> she's just telling him what to do. Dude, she's so good. She knows strategy, bro. Yeah. I watched a really good movie the other day, um, The Man from Uncle. Uh, it's Dude, that's a super good... Wait, the old one or the new yeah, one? It was one. a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a show. It's a new movie. Dude, um, the new movie's great. It's, it's like, really what's good. great about spy movies? Is like, it really? I'm, I'm, it's streaming on HBO. No, I know. I should, should watch it. I've it was not like, wanted to watch it because I It was like it was... a humorous James Bond. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, like, um, puts more fun into it. Like, totally. James Bond can be a little serious, and it's got all this stuff and built up. Cheesy, but, too. Yeah, cheesy. I, I really liked it, but they do have some sports cars in it, uh, race cars and stuff, and the one thing that stuck with me is they show, like, you know, MGs and uh, open-top race cars, and they all have modern roll cages or roll uh, hoops. Yeah. You know, it's like, nope, those cars were just yeah, yeah. driving down with people's heads falling off. Nothing was... Nice, yeah. Yeah, one of my big things is always, you'll you'll notice when they're doing inside, the head the headrests are always taken off. Yeah. And that just annoys the hell out of me because obviously the car, you know, you don't drive around with a headrest. Right. Off. Good point. Well, whatever. The, I mean, it sticks out for me when you have the just fake 
uh, it's like the green screen oh, background, and it's like they're driving, and then all of a sudden it goes interior view, and yeah. it's like clearly green screen. But I kind of like it. They too. don't do it I as much. Like do it, do it my own. Like it. Yeah, mm, kind of. Like they it. don't do it as much these days because they can actually shoot on a moving car. Yeah, easier. But or Jeff Swart comes along and exactly. You. How about you, Stevie? I don't know. I feel like I'd have a lot of complaints normally, but I can't think of many. So <laughs> it's first, hard to get specific. Yeah, first I thought my cousin Vinny, but that one's totally the opposite because they're pretty it's accurate. Like super accurate. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay, so death. Posi traction. Yeah, posi traction. <laughs> right on the corner of the tire. Yeah, the yeah. Of the tire. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That was it a Pontiac Tempest? I can't. Remember. I believe it was. It was yeah. the weird. Uh, it, yeah, it was that early one. Yeah, early Tempest. But then Death Proof is the one that came to mind. And, like, well, that one was pretty decent that, car that was movie. Decent. Pretty yeah. accurate. One that I think uh, didn't make sense to me. I forget which girl it was that was killed, but it was the one that was put in the... I forget which number it was. The girl who went in the passenger seat after the bar, and then he went super fast and freaked her out and yeah. uh, slammed on the brakes. Slammed her head he, around. He went super fast, yeah, and he slammed her head around. But I think the, the part that killed her was he went super fast and slammed on the brakes. And she went flying forward in the windshield, and that's how she died. Right. But he's not on any sort of sticky tire. Doesn't have any crazy <laughs> brake. Doesn't matter if he's going 100 miles an hour. I don't think that car is going to have enough force to like, slap. Oh, no, he yeah, didn't have, yeah. they didn't have sticky hard. tires but on that thing, dude. She was wearing BMG. no seatbelt in like a metal seat. Yeah, she'd, she'd fly around. I don't know. I, I don't just know. felt like if she could have braced herself against the. Right. I don't know. Like, mm. yeah, that's more of like if he would have hit something. Yeah, like if he goes running into a short wall or whatever, then then you'll lose her. Sure, but otherwise, but slamming on like, the brakes. Yeah, maybe be... she'll hit the dash, but yeah, she would hit the dash hard. But how about uh, what's the movie the Matthew McConaughey that he won the Best Actor for? Where he the has Lincoln AIDS? Commercial? Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, and the Lincoln Can. There's a Lamborghini Aventador in his office. A pic, a poster on the wall. And it's supposed to be in the 80s? It's like 1985 or something. I didn't see it. No, totally. It's oh, pretty what classic. They, what about when they change the car? It's supposed to be the same car, but like it's obviously like, what was it? A, there was a movie, I can't remember which one it was, but they were driving, they drove into the Hollywood Bowl in LA where they yeah. do the horse races. And it was a LeBaron of like, you know, the rounded off early 90s one. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, like they changed the angle and it's like a LeBaron with like the flip up headlights. Dude, and, I think it, I remember that. Yeah, something like that. The same thing where it's like different, totally different car. We could yeah, probably totally. go on forever. I mean, there's... I hate the Eleanor scene where it's just flying. Yeah, the whole movie's... Yeah, terrible. but that's yeah. that's kind of like Fast and Furious, where after the first one, you're kind of like, all right, yeah. they're, just, they're, they're going totally crazy where you, everything's wrong and it doesn't really top. matter. Yeah, it's over the top. Yep. Especially when, like, flying or something, but I do hate it when they're like, oh, that has a... You know, they name some crazy... Like, uh, it has a flux capacitor or something right. so it can go fast, you know? That, yeah, that's the worst. Like the digitizer, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a Nicolas Cage movie, The Rock, where he has a chase scene. I think Sean Connery's in a Hummer and, and Nick Cage is in an F-355 Ferrari. Yeah, yeah well, and the Hummer, like... Dude, the Ferrari's the jumping speed. over stuff, crashing through uh, poles and still <laughs> going. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. One and jump, the Hummer's, Hummer's keeping, keeping up. up. Yeah. yeah. One jump off the San Francisco Hill and after you hit the five, <laughs> the whole thing would like crumple and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get a few blocks and have to change the spark plugs anyways. It's probably... <laughs> exactly. It's time to trash, right, Steven? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, that was a good rant. That was All a good right. rant. I like that. So let's move on to some uh, questiones. Uh, Brian, are you doing the honors? Yeah, Brian? I'll do the honors. Yeah, heck yeah, you will. Heck yeah. All right. Rally442. Love the name. That's cool. Maybe it's an old olds. Would you rather drive a worn-in, super high-mileage, tatty, ratty car or super low-mileage, ultra-clean car? 
Dude, that's so easy. I, I, I mean, a clean car. I know. Well, Brian might have a different answer. No, I have the same answer. I mean, but, uh, if you, you have the option. Yeah, if you have the option, like if I have a perfect, you know, name your car and a shitty one next to it, of course I'm going to pick the, the perfect one. Well, let me, let me, let me modify this question. Maybe, let's say you are buying a 20 year old car uh-huh. and there's kind of a garage queen, 60,000 miles, not much service history or, the 150,000 miles with everything done, good ownership history. Maybe some scuffs on the paint. Yeah. I'd still go with the, the the other one. I mean, if it's that clean, yeah. then you know it's been maintained, and then you can go and you can go through it mechanically, like you know, fresh seals and stuff, and you still have well, a better car. I, I would go opposite. If it if it was super clean and had been just sitting, obviously for a long time, and that's why there were no no miles, I'd definitely be a little. Scared Although he about said sixty thousand miles, which means it probably got probably got a nice little twenty year old car though. Yeah. It's definitely a case by case basis. It is. You yeah. have to yeah. see him. But uh, uh, I mean, it seems like that's kind of what he's art, going for. Art, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think he, he said a shit ton of miles, right, or something along those lines. I mean, like, 150,000 doesn't seem like that many miles to me, like, for a 20 year old car. Super um, high. Yeah, that'd be like 250. Or, yeah, like 250, 300, right? Um, I mean, I think what he's getting at here is, is really like, would you prefer a car that you can actually drive versus a car that you feel that you'd be concerned to drive because you don't want to put miles on it, A, or damage it in any way or, put, or you know, get it to where you're scuffing up the paint and shit. So uh, I'm guessing that's the question. That's kind of like because he knows. I mean, you know, we do talk about the DWA angle where you want a car that can actually be driven um, and be less concerned about like trying to preserve it, right? Um, but, yeah, let's let's do an example. What you could say like an E30 M3. You can either have a forty-five thousand mile in great condition, or you can have uh, a two hundred thousand mile in drivable condition. Basically, Everything's already been. You can't even drive the forty-five thousand yeah. mile one. Like, you right. could buy it, but you'd have to garage it, and you... No, I'd drive the shit out of it, because if it's, like, same for same, of course you're going to pick the, the, the nicer one. There's, like, no question in my mind. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. understand, like, where the debate is at all. And, I mean, if you're looking at, like, a dollar... Like, we talk about the dollar figure thing, where if you're buying a 2,000-mile car for 80 grand, or, say, 100 grand, or you can buy the 100,000-mile car for 20 grand, then, yeah, we're going to go with the 20... 20 grand car that we could drive because we don't want to, we don't want, and we're paying so much just for that mileage. But in this case where he's just saying, you know, straight up this car or that, I think we'd all pick the better car. Right. Because he did say, would you rather drive? Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Fuck. Like, dude, I quite frankly, like even, even with my, with my M5 that has 150,000 miles on it, like it's so fucking nice. Like even like that, I actually like, I'm already concerned like about like, I want, or let's forget that I said the word nice. It's, I feel like even that's low mileage for that car, and I want to keep it. I, I'm already like, I feel like kind of pressured to like preserve it, which is not what I want to do, right? I want to be able to enjoy this thing, but yeah, I, I see I, that's the only thing I'm thinking about here in terms, but I yeah, agree with like you 100%. Being able to drive without guilt is kind of nice, right? That is definitely nice. Um, but even but yeah. with the ratty car, you might have, like, real rust that's, like, getting worse every day and you need to fix it, too. Yeah. So there's yeah. that as well. Like, oh, I have water in my car because my fucking seals are all leaking because my windshield's rusted around the edges or whatever. But, yeah. but if, in terms of – oh, go ahead. Sorry, Warren. Oh, it's Brian, actually. See, I'm suffering, man. Even you can't tell the difference. Uh, I mean, yeah, but of course you're right, Lane. Like, same money. If if we're not talking about a difference in value, like, you just take the better car for same money. But I, I think uh, uh, the the 
you know, I think all of us probably agree. Like when we'd go, if we were going to go buy that car, we we probably wouldn't want the the cheap one with like. 500,000 miles and just tattered. We also wouldn't want the garage queen with like 2,000 miles that we can't drive. We right. go for that medium car like Arts M5, say, or, you know, that you can like, it's really nice, but you can actually drive it and have fun with it. Yeah, we yep. want the best of it. And it's not going to go down in value because you put 10,000 miles on it. And I think that kind of goes, there's this whole sliding scale, right? We always talk about the nicest you can buy, right? So it's, yeah. it's that. It's I think that's what it is, really. Yeah. In a nutshell, I think I mean, so. we don't. I agree with you, dude. No, I don't think we want a fucking rot, like a, a ratty interior with like shitty seats and like uh, you know you don't want to look at an ugly cracked dashboard. Like you want to have the cleanest one you can get, right? Of course. What do you think, Steven? Uh, this is that's a perfect one. I I can I answer both because I've got the Miata, my thousand dollar beater that is rusting through the floor because it leaks water <laughs> uh-huh. through. I don't know how water gets in the bottom of those things. This is my second Miata that like slushes water after it's well it's got no roof too. yeah somehow it makes its way to the bottom and it's like in the frame so i got holes built that's in my your frame. uh rain rail bro do you are you rocking a, a, a soft top or hard top it's got a soft top the last yes. time i had a hard top it got stolen yeah that happens uh, did, so did you, when you guys talk about how rail? miatas are unbreakable and perfect you don't tell me about these uh the fact that water gets stuck oh in my the god room. dude that's oh my the downside. god a fucking silver short wheelbase 911s just drove by sorry Ooh, nice. oh man silver on black um uh, clean up art I know, guys. Sorry. Uh, but no, rain rail, dude. Fix your fucking rain rail. That's what it is. There's a seal that goes on the back, in the back of the top along the back, like, um, firewall. Mm-hmm. It's held together with 10-millimeter nuts. Sort that shit out, and you'll never have leakage in your interior again. I know exactly the piece you're talking about. I think I have one, actually. But this is just my $1,000 beater, and I don't know if I feel like messing with it. Ah, is this, is this what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Save the rain rail for the expensive one. Yeah, so this is my ratty, tatty car that I don't feel bad driving over the hill to Santa Cruz back and forth every day, putting all these miles on. Rip. Sure, I'll probably die getting rear-ended one day, but I get to preserve <laughs> my nice cars and drive them on the weekends. <laughs> okay, Perfect. would you rather, though? Would you rather? That's the question. Would you rather? Driving your old 1 Series over the hill today was much nicer than driving the Miata over the hill. I, yeah. would, I would much rather. It's the example of the ultra clean car. Yeah. So let's see the next question. All right. right next question. Motor Affair. Uh, driving while awesome. Which car brand has the largest number of great cars? Top Gear once said it was Lancia. This means models, of course. For example, Porsche, Porsche has a 911, which includes all variants. 2.7 RS, ST, GT3, etc. are all 911s. What brand would you choose? Hmm. So hard. America, Chevy. <laughs> okay, then what does Chevy have? I know, I, I know I can't win this argument. Corvette. I'm just going to say Camaro. Camaro, and that's... But that's two. That does it for me. It's two. All right, no, they make it. good trucks and stuff, too. That's a good... There's good old trucks. A, there's yeah. good new trucks. But mm-hmm. I know I won't win this argument in this one. I mean, the other American company, Ford, is pretty good, too. Like, they've got all the good shit now. Every uh, In every class, they've got something special. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's this, hard to say they're on top though. No, no doubt. I think there's a huge subjective element here because uh, Stevie Jeezy is choosing a Camaro over a fucking like a Porsche 911. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Um, but that I think my little brother made that with like 
melted down <laughs> Ike tykes or what is it? Play school plastics. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why um, my bumper's so flimsy. Little, little tykes or whatever. It's a cozy coop. <laughs> little cozy coops. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, I don't know, dude. Um, I think you know. CVGZ is not even. He just has this like it's his thing now to say like America and like V8. Yeah, mostly I just do it because I, yeah, it I, I love how off. much it irks the whole DWA crew. <laughs> but one of these times, you guys will come out to an autocross event, and I'll get you. Some, we believe some, it's fine. Some, we believe it's good on the autocross. There's no doubt. In some fast Corvettes. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But they are flimsy. I got plastic pieces falling off my door panels. So Art, if your cousin has any extras. Might, dude. Like, I'll just hit him up and he'll mold out some right now. Dude. I'll just melt some crayons for you. I'll give you a crayon. Thanks, guys. It's dude, like the beginning of 3D you printing. You pieces falling apart? It's like the door panels on a Corvette are basically like one piece. Well, there's just these little plastic plugs that you get your fingernails stuck behind when you go to grab the uh-huh. door open. I'm sure a couple of guys out there listening have the exact same problem because I've seen yeah. a number yeah. of them. And they just pop out and the little clips break and then... Bummer. So I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I was talking about it with um, some kids I work with today. Um, for one of my big design projects in school, I did the next Camaro. This is like in 2002, 2003-ish. So they weren't making a Camaro. So I was like, oh, let's harken back. And I picked, I kind of went off the 1970, the mm. Pina or, you know, the Italian design one. Yeah. And then kind of using some elements from other, and Europe kind of like small overhangs, like basically making what the new Camaro was, but without the little tiny windows and not as fat and big, not as long of a wheelbase and stuff. But, um, so I did that and our teacher at the time was this Japanese guy and he goes around and he, everyone talk is talking about what the project, what car they're going to, they're going to design. And we had to draw it and make a fits like a model on it and everything. And I said, Camaro. And he said, does anyone know why the Camaro was discontinued? And I said, well, because it wasn't selling well. And he goes, no, it's because it looked too fast. What? And I said, what? And I, just like, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I got to get out of here. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, it looked too fast. And then he goes, I had a friend, and she got pulled over in one because and she wasn't even going that fast. It just looked so fast. This was the teacher? Yeah. So you quit the next day? Uh, almost. <laughs> wow. That's and then terrible. you guys meditated. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. I hope he's listening. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's listening. Uh, well, I can say that I don't know anything about uh, what models what Lancia, Lancia sells. Yeah, like what? What? Is, I, have I no mean, idea. Yeah, they have beautiful cars back in the '60s and stuff like that. But yeah, and '80s. Yeah, I mean, not beautiful, but yeah, cool. Uh, what, dude, a Lancia Delta Integrale is not beautiful? No, not even. It's really oh, cool looking, like really cool looking. Not beautiful. Like the proportions know. are not yeah. beautiful. It's mm-hmm. rad looking. Of course, like, this is subjective. I mean, I don't know. Like, well, I don't think, I, I don't know. Well, I guess so. But, uh, I mean. Or maybe I'm using, maybe you, I mean. I, I really think like beauty it, is, beauty is very different than like good looking or cool looking or rad looking. You know, the, all those adjectives, like beautiful is a different mm. thing. So. Interesting. I, I would say like a, you know, an old Ferrari 250 GT is beautiful. Yeah, those are rad. Or an Aston, D, <laughs> you know, an, an Aston Martin DB5 is beautiful. But I wouldn't say like an Audi UR Quattro is beautiful. 
Interesting. Yeah, I see but, what you're saying. And, but this isn't even about just beauty. It's just about but, in general. No, but like, this what, is, what are they offering? We're going off on a ta- – it's a side right. – we're sidetracked right oh, now. Oh, tangents. Yes. But um, – yeah, so I don't, I don't know. What? By the way, I, I, I totally understand what you're trying, what you're saying. I think there's a, a sense, it's like this aggressiveness versus these swoopy, smoother lines and classic lines specifically. Yeah, like, and that's like a, yeah. beauty yeah. as opposed to like sharp. You know, aggressive. yeah, I don't think a Countach is Countach is beautiful or you know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I would have a hard time making that distinction, but and I think it also has a lot to do with proportion. So a lot of time, like. Even like modern Aston Martins and stuff are beautiful cars. Um, it's I don't a lot think you could just that, say like, like in swoopy, thirds, swoopy lines. No, it's not. It's leading a lot of, towards beauty. I just, like, but yeah, like, I think a Countach is yeah. like. I think you could. I I think a Countach is a beautiful car. Okay. Me too. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's two against one lane. All right. But no, guys, this is just different definitions. But I'm just I'm trying to explain to you guys like a lot of it has to do with like scale and stuff and like like. Aston Martin's always about thirds, you know, everything's in thirds, so it's like yep. perfectly proportioned, which equals beauty, right? Like when, when you, when they talk about a person's face, like what makes a beautiful person, right. it's all about like having, you know, everything symmetrical and perfect. Yeah. The ratio, right? A Countach is not per, like that car's not perfect. It has these crazy wheel wells, you know, in, you know, everything's kind of, it's just, it's very like outlandish and the proportions are odd, but that's what makes it so cool and like stunning in a lot of ways. But I think that's the real difference between beauty and, and, and everything else basically. And I think, I think the, the word beauty's kind of used wrong in a lot of, a lot of these things like that. Totally. You know what a perfect example of a beautiful car is, Lane? Hmm. Um, a 2014 Z28 Camaro. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I love those. The proportions. The side windows. I'm just fucking with Stevie Jeezy over there. But uh, what, what do you guys... So what car company? Well, so the question... We picked Chevy. Question. We have Chevy so far. We have which car brand has the largest number of great cars. So I mean, going I'm going off of... I might stick by Ford right yeah, now. Yeah, I was thinking. So what is it? Ford is great. Damn, really? You what got your cars? Shitbox, Fiesta, and the Mustang. This is of all time, by the way. I know. I'm Wait, just kind of. Well, made... I mean, I, you could list a lot for Ford. Okay, so go for it. The original Mustang, uh-huh. the original Ford Escort. Uh, you know, from uh, UK and uh, you know everything of today. The Raptor is rad. Totally stands cool. The vans. Okay, but those are all trucks. So, so you have to go no, Ford F series. That was one truck. No, you said Raptor and. Oh, okay. I see. So yeah, yeah. You go F series, then you go E series or whatever van. You're oh, picking. the forty Econoline van. The Econolines sure. are cool. Yeah. What, are the, what are they called uh, when you got a diesel and four wheel drive and they're all lifted and you go camping them? The name is escaping me. The Sportsmobile. Sports Sportsman. Sportsmobile. Sportsmobile. Yeah, Sportsmobile. Sportsmobile or the Quigley conversions or whatever. Those okay. Cool. Aren't, I wish you were here right now. The Fiesta. Turning into crazy the down. STs. The Fiesta ST. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. The Focus Ford WRC GT, car, GT40, dude. I mean, try to think Mustangs, of new Ford Mustangs. GT and GT40. Okay, those are two separate new, ones. Old. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's hard. Like, it may not be perfect, but it, try to add up that number of different cars from another manufacturer. Like, okay, it's a pretty big number. So wait, so you're going by volume? I mean, what about no, like, no? It's like the, no. I'm so saying he's saying the number, the number, of, number of, of, great of great cars. So I would argue that like. I, I don't know. A lot of those... Ford Galaxy, Ford... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a great car. Ford Falcon. 
two okay. birds. Dude, I mean, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't think it's perfect. Like, there are other cards that can go higher on the yeah. scale of How like, about, like, Ferrari, car. for example? Yeah, but they don't have any trucks. They don't have any... They have any a, I know, but you're saying the they number, right? They have a lot right? of different... Are yeah, going? they have a lot of different cars. And Ford only has models. the F-Series, so let's just take away one truck. Right. And what do, what do we have, you know? Like, so, if you're going... And the history... Yeah, they... they Because they did, like... Pretty like in the early days, pretty low volume, a lot of different types of models. Mm-hmm. So that could, right. that number could add up yeah. really quickly. And then what is great, right? So there's there's so many like defining things that would be mm-hmm. like what is a great car? Is a great car just um, is a Ford Focus ST is a new Focus a great car? I, or is I think it just a good is. car for the money kind of thing? Dude, I and don't know. is it great? It... Is that the car you would buy in that class? I'd get the Fiesta over the Focus. I know. Okay, so there, but. Is is the Focus the car you would buy in that class? Uh, yeah. Dude, or would you buy the Golf R? Or would you buy? It the doesn't STI? have to be the best in class. It can. There can be several great cars in a class, and I think it's without a doubt a great car. Mm. Yeah. When it comes to like enthusiasts and and you know what they like to drive, yeah. like it's you know yeah. widely hailed as a good car. Well, yeah, car. it's a good it's car. A, I wouldn't say it's a I, I don't know. I think great yeah. car is a, is a different there, didn't I? I think great car is a totally different thing as well cuz Well, what do you think? It's man? a combination of all its parts and everything and I think the Ford Focus is lacking Are you any saying for interior refinement at all or anything? Uh I'm not I don't really have an answer, but I'm uh Well, think about what think about Lotus? It this way. Lotus made Whoa. great cars. Like they, they were. Totally oh, they different. have not. They haven't made great. They made really capable, like handling cars and stuff like that. But for the most part, they haven't made great cars. Can we include they're, race cars? Like they're not great as cars. They're yeah. They're very impractical. They're, they're super, and they're like and they're unreliable and yeah. Dude, really but it doesn't. Simple. A great car it doesn't have to be perfect in all ways. No, but Absolutely I think it has not. to be a great car. Which no, the Lotus is I don't not a great so. car. I think it's it can a, be unreliable and quirky and whatever. Okay. I mean, a Lotus 7 is a great car. Just not like, in the rain. Bar none. Like, <laughs> it is a great car. It, it doesn't have to be mm. great at everything. Mo- yeah. Any any really great car, it won't be. Right. But, I mean, okay, so Lotus has like five cars. But that, so yeah. obviously Lotus isn't isn't the answer there. Right. So let's just move on from that. Yeah, um, these are great subjective questions. Yeah, yeah, but super subjective. This is this is very okay. I mean, you can... Art, do you have anything? <laughs> what are you saying? You know, I'm I'm going with Lane here. Like, I really think about how about Honda. Like a, Honda's like, made like a lot of Honda's great cars. Honda's made a lot of great cars. I mean, you know, but it's like if I'm thinking great, I'm thinking about the entire package in every way, right? Inside, outside, I'm incorporating reliability. I'm incorporating, you know, all of these different things, right? And so, I, I mean, it, I think like the cop out answer. I mean, and you guys are probably expecting it. Yeah, it's Toyota Corolla, is, right? No, Porsche, well, great it's car. Porsche. Yeah, it's Porsche because every single Porsche, like Porsche, has not really made shitty cars ever. Like there was like some that were like okay, they were questionable, like the 924 or whatever. And some people may even say that about a 914, which is you know we disagree with, but like. Every car has been fucking great. Like, there's been some little details here. Like, let's say the 2.7s had some, you know, head stud issues and like leakage, but but they, you know, they sounded awesome. They looked fucking killer. They handled well. Like, like they've all been great cars, at least for what I consider a great car, which is a, a great driver's car and a good and a well put together car. Like, I really care about where I'm sitting and what everything around me is made of and what it looks like and you know all of those things. Right, like so, the Cayenne, dude. It's yeah, Cayennes are rad. The new Cayenne, especially, is fucking sick. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a. Forget great, it's a fantastic car. <laughs> you know? uh, but I think that's why I'm thinking. Uh, but I, I, I'm trying to think about it also in, in the way that you're 
kind of thinking about it, uh, Brian, from your perspective, it's like, it's about the enjoyment. It's about the sense of occasion. It's about the experience, which may be some unreliability, which may be some funky sounds or some weird steering stuff that it really involves character. Right. So, I mean, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. So Porsche has a lot of good models for that, you know, like 550, 356, 911, 924, 944, 928. Like that, their numbers get pretty high because they have such a high percentage. Like anything they produce is great. Yeah. Whereas but, some of these other, like Ford, it's not a, it's a low percentage. They just do straight volume and, you know, over the years, how much they right. put together. Yeah. And then BMW's had a lot. Yeah. I, I, I felt it was hard. It's hard for me. Like the last 10 years, I've kind of like diluted the brand a little bit in That's my exactly mind. It. Like, yep. so it's hard to like think. And then when you, re- when you think back, they were only, you know, at their height for so many years, really, like 70s and, and 70s, 80s and 90s, essentially was was bmw right yeah um but you know you have 2002 and the three series five series and seven series are all great cars at one point in time so uh but i mean i don't know that's it's the hardest question ever every company you could pick 10 great cars i think yeah but i guess overall i don't know and i think this is what this is about right it's really just kind of like i i I mean i think it's an awesome question in the sense that it really kind of like like Brian's perspective is fucking cool too. I really dig that. Like, I mean, and like McQueen's is, or uh, McQueen, uh, fucking Stevie Jeezy's is the same. You know, like he just, as long as it has a lot of shitty plastic and it drives well, <laughs> he's stoked. You know, like that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, I, another variation of this question is like, which manufacturer, which manufacturer would cho- would you choose if you could only have one hmm. for your whole life? There you right? go. Like for all your car tastes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it would be a little harder to pick. I mean, Porsche could kind of I'd straight be up, done right there. I'd straight actually. up go Porsche. Yeah. I get my Cayenne. I mean, now they make all the shit, you know, yeah. and you can always chop my the Panamera. back off of Cayenne. Yeah, exactly. Make a little pickup. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope we were... Uh... So I also want to throw um, Suzuki in the mix because I really like what they're doing right now. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. All right. And Mitsubishi. They have some good stuff coming around You know what's a super cool car? I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but um, is a Suzuki, um, what is it, Aristo? Have you seen those? A-R-I-S-T-O? No. They're they're so rad. They're like these little turbocharged, like, I think they're three-cylinder turbo, like, fucking hatchbacks, and they they were made like... But we don't get them in the States, right? No, we don't get them in the States, but they're super cool, and they they have like, I mean, you got to check them out for people listening. Look it up. Aristo. It's It's fun to say, at least. Suzuki Aristo. They're fun to look look at they oh, look like they're fun to drive i haven't driven all right next question <laughs> we've got warren back too hello i had to go burp a baby communicate with a one month old <laughs> <laughs> that's not easy uh mike says how many questions have you done so far just one are you fucking two, kidding two, me no like two Let's or three beat it up here no warren was here for the ratty toddy car oh my uh, god mike said well, we're moving on here, warren. Good ones here. Uh, mike says he says, uh, favorite homologation special. Pick two, DWA budget and unlimited budget. Damn. UR Quattro short wheelbase. Wait, wait, wait. DWA budget homologation special. I was just going like, to say, I'm like, what that is doesn't that? exist. No, he's saying the DWA budget is cheap, and then the yeah, other one. Are there homologations? 190E Cosworth? Oh, yeah. That's, right. That that's, would be my, that's my second that's the answer, So that's yeah. my DWA budget. That's probably the only one. That and I then UR Quattro, uh, E30 M3. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. That's yeah. true. Okay. Your Quattro is your high wheel base. $400,000 Audi. Yeah. Okay. So the I mean, F40 is obviously well, a great one. The more fun i59. I was maybe the 300 say, yeah. SL, the Mercedes Goldwing 300 SL. That was a homologation special, right? 250 GTO. Homologato. Mm, nice. Hey, come stay. Homologato. <laughs> I'll go with that. Steven, Grand Sport or something? Can I say the, uh, <laughs> does the, that Fiero G, uh, Ferrari have 40 count? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We saw a really nice picture of one of those. Beauty. Warren showed me one of those. A beauty. Oh my God. <laughs> what would you call beauty. that? It's definitely not a homologation special, but it's called a, uh, shade tree special. Chop shop special. Okay. Uh, by the way, my answer wasn't the Mercedes 300. Oh, you were just teasing my us. My answer is the D type. Ooh. The, oh, oh wait one. a minute. So HKSS, right? Isn't that like the XKSS? That's true. Yeah, that was I don't know what one. the difference is there, actually. Oh, that XKSS is the street is the version. street version, which is, oh, man, what a good choice. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's car. a beautiful car. They're... I win. And what's your budget car? Dude, there aren't many. You named them. Like, yeah. I mean, well, let me try to think. I mean, go with normal, I mean, I don't need a normal UR Quattro, would, I mean, would be kind of a, a budget choice as well. Yeah. Dude, there's got to be some weird obscure ones. Like, like, Is that like, even like, it'd be, it'd be rad to see a list of all the homologated cars. Like what? Yes. How? I've never even looked something like that up because there aren't that many, right? Uh, any Group B car was. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of them. So homologation specials where they did it. Just to get around the rules. Lancia like, Stratos is a great one. Yep. Oh, that is a great one. What was the other one they made? Beautiful, right? Aren't? Because a lot of them are built, yeah. you know, off the factory cars. Like, you yeah, know, according to the spirit of the rules. That's what that means. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. The rule, the, the special is where they made the streetcar just for built being able to build the race car. Yeah, exactly. So the spirit yeah. of the rules is. You know, you take a factory car and you go racing with it. Yeah. Oh. This is getting a. This but, is like yeah, the loophole. Like These the, are the loophole yeah, cars. Yeah, it's like the M3. Where yeah, they, so, I mean, the list can't be that big. Porsche 959. Right. Yeah. 959 is a great one. Yeah, the one that, I mean, keeps coming to mind, and it, it's not that expensive or valuable, but they're so fucking cool, and I probably will never own one. Uh, BMW M1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's a homologation car, but that's my dream one, but it's not that, I mean, I would probably choose something else in my dream, but fuck it, let's stick to that just to say right. something. I mean, you should say Stratos. Good answer. Good answer. All right. What's the next question? Scrolling, scrolling. Safian Motorsports says, uh, romance versus refinement is driving a crude car somehow more encouraging than a super smooth and quiet car. My right. anecdote is my 1975 Volvo 16-valve turbo, which is no less refined than a 55 Benz Gold 300SL Goldwing at 100 miles an hour versus the likes of a new Audi and the like. What gets you more excited to get, not, get out and drive? Talk amongst yourself. So he's comparing his 75 Volvo to a... Uh, 300SL gold. So what is this? I didn't really understand his. I think this gets down to my idea, like the lack of refinement. So when I said that comment that take the carpet was heard out. around the world, yeah, you pull the carpet out of an E30 to make it more 60s feeling. Hey Brian, I don't want to argue here. I just want to <laughs> shift gears and have fun. <laughs> that's the quote heard around the world. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but I mean, like that's it, right? Like see, hearing more road noise, like having it be more physical. Like basically, like the worse the driving experience, the more I think it's everything we always preach. It's like slow car fast and all that stuff. It also Wait, goes back worse to worse driving experience. Not worse driving. Yeah, well, more less refinement is yeah. what he literally says. More noise, vibration, and harshness. But yeah. driving experience. 
can be fun. Yeah, Lotus 7, right? Or uh, And also that kind of what I was talking about where the car might have some quirks or temperament if you leave it too long, if you don't drive it enough, if you don't maintain it well it's you know you kind of have to like have this bond with it where if you jump in a new audi it's gonna start and drive yeah there's and no excitement to that and right. it's having that like kick back in the steering wheel when you're going through a turn and how about when, to... it, when it happens to be running really well you're kind of stoked mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a yin and yang thing it's like, like, oh man this thing's running yeah. great yeah you're like oh it's all smooth today like yeah. it's not choking up at around three grand right. or whatever or you get your 944 back from the shop and you're like yeah, all yeah. right like yeah feels good it's revving it's going it's like good your shoes polished yeah for so, sure so the specific question is what gets you more excited to get out and drive Dude, we like the we like the old unrefined stuff i think that's yeah no i mean if you're to- totally insulated and driving down the freeway or whatever like that's whatever we, that's like work that's why we don't talk what a lot about, about uh, modern supercars i mean that's what uh, about uh yeah sorry, art, art, go for uh, it old, old and refined that's old and refined like. yeah I mean, yeah but a, that almost is unrefined compared to a modern car right? exactly it's a saying, sliding scale I mean, yeah because like, i don't want a shitty like when you said worst driving experience i want my car to drive well <laughs> no that was, that was <laughs> brian yeah that was i he took it too far right there and <laughs> drinking but just trying maybe to that, explain what it was yeah maybe i didn't pick the right words but he's saying more uh feedback vibration yes i mean you said it right the yeah. noise vibration harshness harshness yep. stuff yeah okay good one all right next question Sir White, Sir Whitney, uh, I'm not even gonna be able to say this name right. Bentley Bentayga. Oh, that sucks. Bad idea or worst idea? Is that the SUV? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. Sure, it'll make them tons of money. Yeah, it's a great name. It'll Bentayga. be their best-selling car ever, probably. I'm not really a big fan of how it looks. I think that's my biggest problem with it. It just looks styled. plain with a. It's really poorly it's very styled. Simple and they make good-looking cars. You they, can't say no, bad idea. It's it goes along with everything. Are pretty nice. I mean. Like. All car companies are just making SUVs, yes. so it's not a bad idea. It's a cash cow. Not only that, yeah. I heard that it has. I watched a couple videos on it. And they're saying like best suspension. It's long wheelbase, super heavy. It feels smooth and is fast. I mean, whatever. If you want an SUV, yeah. I don't know. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, and okay. Bentley's not in the market or in the in the world for making super lightweight, amazing <laughs> sports cars. They make. Continental cruisers. Yeah, and Bentley can, and they can make tons of money on this because they're part sharing with and Audi, who, with Audi and all this, and then they bump it up by a hundred grand, and they're just making tons they're, of dough. And it's going to be their their highest selling model ever, and they're they're going to be killing it. Yeah, so, yeah, who better to make an SUV, really? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, maybe they'll take some of the things they learned from engineering this and pick certain little details to apply to their cars that they sell. Sure, and they might they make, the they're making money and they're putting more technology into this car and then passing it down to their other, their high-end cars, so. What motor do they put in these types of things? I think it's a 12. It's still the Dang. W12? I think it is. Yeah, so it's Audi, you know, it's the Volkswagen group. They got to come back out with like a straight 16 or straight 12. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> rad. Those will be the days. Yeah. need a really long hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with like just like open pipes, just like sticking out the exactly. side. Right outside of the hood, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right, I think we're ready for the next one. Analog Cars on Film says, uh, what would you use as a second family fun car? E34 M5 or E36 M45? What would you use, Art? Yeah, really. E34 M5 all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just because you have one now? 
No, because it's it's exactly that. I mean, it's like it, it's it's so it's super rad, dude. It's like really are, really comfortable. Are you analog cars on film? Is that a <laughs> did you write this question from a second know, ghost but... account? Because dude, it might as well be. Uh, that that's a good name. I love analog film and cars. I mean, does that like it's weird. Maybe that should be my name. So how does Amelia like the? E34. Yeah, great family car, right? Yeah. She, dude, she wrote in it already. Man. Oh, it. where's the you picture? Know, I, know. I know the picture. That was, yeah, we'll, we'll get that sorted. But I mean, it's, it's way more comfortable as like a daily driver. It's like, it's, it's a great Grand Tour. But like, as I said, it, you can, it's amazing how it's, when you, when you throw it around, dude, when you actually put it in the twisties, like it actually turns on and it's, the only way I can describe it is like it comes together. Like you can tell that the car is actually designed to be driven fast. I'm sure it does. It's and, an M, it's an M car from like yeah. the height of M cars, right? And yeah, hand it's, built. it's freaking and, rad, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great car. I mean, it sounds amazing. It like the interior is fucking dope. I love how it's like a basically blown up version of the E30 interior. I do love that um, interior and, and I love yeah. the bucket back seats so bucket back seats. and you said they didn't have that on the later ones no so only up to i think 92 dude that makes over. i think that makes the early ones more desirable more in my book yeah dude you know well let, let me uh, so someone actually pm me or direct messaged me I, I forgot the guy's name on on instagram and he's like oh like you know nice m5 i just like the only thing i is that i wish that it was a later model because they have the the m technique mirrors you know and i'm like uh no <laughs> no and those uh, yeah no I, i'm like glad that i got an early model because it doesn't have the really shitty servotronic steering that kills steering feel and yeah. actually is like prone to failure it also the the early cars have a, a more aggressive final drive and also yeah you get the sick ass bucket seats in the back because it has that big bread box thing in the middle um and also i mean you know it's I don't know I like I, 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 dude I love that and I like I think the mirrors like they they put those mirrors on that match car, more, more modern designs and they yep. your mirrors actually match the design of your car. That's exactly what I was. I mean say. that's people, like remember nine 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 six fours the later ones have your mirrors off your nine nine three doesn't work. I think they look all out of place because the car is yeah. very boxy and square. And then they put exactly. these big old round mirrors on. It's like those people yep. that's that immediately got rid of those stock M five wheels and got M parallels. Right. For that. Oh, yeah. It looks terrible. And yeah. you're getting rid of this this wheel that was meant, I mean, only that for is that such car. a cool wheel. Yeah. Like the, just the design behind it, the fact that it bolts on. And, yeah. Yeah. The M parallels actually, believe it or not, is also an option for the late model cars. So it, they try to like modernize oh, that I see. style because they were trying to transition, you know, but it's like, yeah. dude, this car, that doesn't work. Like every, all the shapes, including the throwing stars and including the square mirrors flow with the lines of the car. Yeah. Right? It's like a that's, square car. Yeah. So and I mean, you almost have square headlights. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> but it's a BMW, uh, but yeah. so. Um, I so I don't know, man. I mean, like, yeah, it's pretty obvious that, you know, I mean, I immediately, you know, started wrenching on it and tinkering with it, which we'll get into late at some point, maybe for our Sunday podcast. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an awesome, like, all around car. It's, it's, and it's bigger. And, the interior is more comfortable. I mean, right. I was going to say, because it's like maybe more fun to drive and uh, the interior is bigger, so there's more space. So yeah, it fits totally. better for both fun car and family. Bigger trunk. Yeah. Good choice. Bigger trunk. Stroller, Good choice. Stroller life. Next question. Todd Future. You guys ready for a Todd Future question? Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, Warren's ready. At Save the Wheels. Uh, I don't know why he tagged that person, but American attitude of I want it now and cheap contributing to the influx of more fake replica wheels. Most people with replica wheels will argue, yeah, I'd rather put money into other parts. But I'm over here saying if you were patient, you can have your cake and eat it too. Why is that so hard? So I think what he's basically saying is that uh, 
there's a ton of replica wheels right now, and people are just like so, tuning their cars, but not valuing like so, a, a real well built wheel. Yeah, and he kind of talks about it later on. So he's kind of talking about these companies like I don't know, like Rota, for example, or something that copy a wheel that's currently being made. Sure, and or that's they t- retro. Yeah, or yeah. but but uh, yeah, and they're but, but, but a lot of times he's talking about how they copy. Like, say, a new SSR wheel, and they're doing an exact copy of it, but it's a way shittier wheel for cheap. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, well, first, Todd, are you making, are you making we'll fun of it. Americans, Todd? You say the American <laughs> attitude of I want it cheap. And- I, I have a, like, I like what some of the companies are doing, like that group, uh, what are they, group 40 group or four something? Group 4 Motorsports. Group 4, where they're doing the campy knockoffs, um, which is, and they're doing different sizes and wheels you can't get. Uh, you know, fitments you can't get. That's kind of cool. And they're doing a nice, like, floor, uh, like a flow formed or, or forged wheel. Like, they're doing good stuff. Oh, that's actually a good wheel. And yeah. it's a good wheel, but they're, and they're replicating a wheel that's not made anymore for s- sizes and fitments that never existed. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And a lot of, like, Fuchs, See, they're that... making, like, 16, 17 inch Fuchs now and stuff, which is kind of cool. I think the quality, though, if they're making it, Good quality, then yeah. that ar- the argument's out the window. But so it works there. But these there's a lot of companies that are knocking off like our friends at uh, 1552. Yeah, yep. they're just straight up knocking off their designs, like tattered. Yeah, like that. So bad. Th- there's that company. I forget what the company's called, but they just yeah. do a total knockoff of the 1552. Like their wheels. three most popular new wheels. They just made yeah. exact replicas. Yeah, for like way shittier, cheaper and shittier. Yeah. yeah. I looked at that that site, Save the Wheels, that he tagged, and uh, it it's pretty interesting. It's almost like the Driving Wall Awesome take on just wheels. You know, he's talking about all the high-quality stuff, old BBS, hmm. old Japanese stuff, and then he shows pictures of wheels that are just tattered, bent, yeah, broken uh, mesh, you know, horrible, cheap wheels. What about, okay, so, like, here's the thing. So, I think Rota is, like, the most renowned for this because they have never made an original wheel. They only copy wheels. Hmm. They've been doing this since, this, I think, like, early 70s. How do you even and get so, away with that? Okay. Dude, I know. Well, so so that's the thing is like um they they, they this is all they do. But here's a, here's a, the, the interesting component of it all. They actually are pretty well built quality be- wheels. We like ran that race on, on autocross. It was yeah, a good wheel. Sure, totally. So I mean, it's like a combination of like this has been like one of those like. But then you see all stories. like the Subaru forums and stuff where they have the pictures of the Rotas, you know, with the the whole wheels ripped apart and stuff. Yeah, but why but that is can that happen though? with a BBS too. And right, yeah, right. so I don't, and, yeah. And, and typically it's like it's not that it just disintegrated on its own. It's like there was an accident or like their caliper fell off. Like whereas like if it was a forged wheel that wouldn't have happened, but they still fucking had a caliper fly off. Like they needed a yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's like I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. I mean the the whole Rota thing has been like one of these forever you'll see it on people online like some people think it's like the robin hood of the wheels world it's like okay you're bringing us these really sick designs that we can't afford and they actually are strong and well made um and you know we can get them at a price but then there's also the other side of it right where yeah they're blatantly ripping off other people's ideas and design and like the argument then becomes is well if you're making a product that you know is not affordable your business model screwed up or you know i've seen Mm, stupid shit like that right so but i mean i don't know dude like it's 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 a weird one. I mean, well, yeah, and I, if you're the designer of the company that came up with that wheel, you're so pissed. For sure. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. like that's just blatantly stealing, you know. So yeah. I mean, that being said, I have replica Fuchs on my 944, so yeah. I didn't put them on or buy them, but uh, 
but I, they're staying. I consider buying replica Al- Alpinas for my BMW. They're hard, they're yeah. expensive still, but. and they're still like what fifteen hundred bucks for a yeah. set or something. Yeah. Um, Stevie, let's hear it, dude. That's a tough one. So I deal with wheels firsthand, all sorts, every day for basically my entire life. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you want to? And you you wanna, what's your? Plug you you want to plug, plug your shop? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, look up bigwheels.net, fools. We're based out of the South Bay. <laughs> do you guys like sell the? Uh, we sell both. You know, ball we'll players. Do, we'll do your right, anything you want. It can be real pretty. It can be real ugly. It and it's be, called bigwheels.net. Bigwheels.net. And you guys have a location over the hill in San Jose or something? Or Our shops in Sunnyvale. Okay. And uh, we ship all over the world. Sweet. Cool. Mostly U.S. stuff, but yeah, I mean, I see dudes roll in with their old Watt knobbies that are like badass wheel this is one of four sets ever made they're so cool they're Whoa. clean i had the lips redone and all this and uh the outer barrels are new the inner ones are original i had to make them all this cool fitment and then i put them on the balancer after i throw their nice tires on and it's like three out of four are bent i'm like oh dude here's your bent wheels they're cool they look cool the car is awesome but it may not drive smooth down the road and you know so yeah. maybe that's the cool set of wheels to bolt on for the show or maybe you keep those nice and you make them all pretty and put good barrels on them and use those for racing and then have a second set of cheap ones the knockoff wheels for your street wheels because maybe you'll run it into a curb or let your Ooh. girlfriend borrow the car and she'll run it into a curb or right right something like that wait so, so girlfriends run into curbs yeah i've never run into a curb only when i lend the car to a girl <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Okay, maybe once. Is, are we talking to Donald Trump here? We <laughs> so have you have you ever met a good replica, like a, a wheel that you were like, this is actually pretty killer and cheap? Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally hit or miss. You'll see people come in and say, oh, I've had these rotas for years, and they're perfectly straight. And you'll see a guy, hey, I got this rota, and it's cracked. It's like, well, what did you hit, and how hard did you hit it? And that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but BBS is cracked too, right? Yeah. I mean, a forged wheel is your expensive, lightweight, strong wheel, but that's going to be prone to crack if you hit a pothole, where if you had a cast wheel, maybe it would just get a little bend. Maybe you could even straighten it out yourself, or it wouldn't be a big deal. But if yeah. you a crack a forged wheel, it's probably going to leak, and then you're out a bunch of money. So yeah. I'd say two sets of wheels. Actually, three sets of wheels. You need your <laughs> your winter setup. You need your street setup, and you need your race. Bigwheels.net, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and that deserves a round of applause, guys. Yeah. Um, Thanks, y'all. So I think that covers it. Yeah, I mean, when like it, it all depends on the quality of the like whether or not it's a knock off of a, an original design or not like it, you you know they each have their own quality that they're built to and it just depends on that and like in some cases like i'm just trying to think back when i was racing specy 30 like i had rota rbs i think yep the panasport reps yeah mm-hmm. and they were 120 bucks a piece so like you buy the cheap ass wheels because you're gonna break them and uh, you want them to be cheap to replace and have the car look the same when you replace it. So I would hit potholes and turn two at uh, Sonoma and bend a rim uh, or break, like crack a rim, and then I would just have to get a new one. But there's no way that I would consider like real Panasports because I would probably break the Panasports too, and then exactly. it would be even more expensive to replace. But, yeah. b- b- Brian, uh, you would be a second faster around the track because they weigh a pound less each. Oh, well, mm. I probably couldn't get because it's the spec series, so they would be too light anyways. If they're... There you go. That's a great yeah. answer. So yep. I, the, the That's biggest... why you do steel, steel wheels. That's oh, my, that's the biggest problem I have, I think, is just the straight-up blatantly like ripping off designs, yeah, yeah. especially if they're still in product, a design that's still in production, and they're trying to sell their wheels, you know, and you're just, like, uh, HRE made these wheels, like the P40s and stuff, like, they're, uh, they had a bunch yeah. of P40Rs, all this stuff, and every big, all these 
other kind of bigger wheel companies basically like blatantly ripped them off. And I think that's kind of fucked up. It's yeah, like make your up. own fucking design. Like, yeah. and you know, if, if Rota's like, I doubt wrote is Rota still make, I mean, not Rota, but Panasport's not making, making wheels for an E30 anymore. Right. Yeah. They probably, so, so no, they do. Pulled, oh, they do still that? do. Rota? No, Panasport. Oh, Panasport. Sorry. Yeah, uh, maybe or it's a pretty common, but it is. I mean, I know but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, if they are, range. then fuck Rota for making them for <laughs> you. Like, but you know, like I don't, yeah. I don't like that. Like the whole just stealing a design. It's like make your own cool design well, and sell it and and make it, you know, make it even kind of close, but not that close to where it's it's basically a blatant ripoff. But I mean, at the same time, like HRE has a lot of rad new wheels that are. Based off like old school eighties designs, yeah, that too, aren't like, made like anymore, the F, like the F forty wheels that aren't made anymore and aren't made yeah. for those cars. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. So okay. I'm saying, don't like if I come out with a wheel right now. I have a wheel company, and then some place rips me off and makes them in China for half the price and and a third the quality. I'm fucking pissed off, right? Yeah, definitely, yep. but no, but if you're copying kind of like. If you're paying homage to an old design, then that's cool. I think that's rad. Yeah. So it's like, do your own shit. And then also, there's just a baseline of like, don't make unsafe wheels. Like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally there dangerous. Should be a TUV testing stamp or something. I don't know. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there is too. There kind of is, but yeah. yeah. Todd Future also adds, um, also, what is Art C's wearing today? Unfortunately, uh, we're not in the same house with Art. I so can, we can't I can prove share. it. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I'm wearing a, a red boxer briefs and, oh uh, and a and a tight BVD white shirt for you. And a Stig uh, helmet. <laughs> Stig helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, my Sparkos. Okay. Yeah. No, you know, you're watching Avi Tiger Sharks or whatever. <laughs> my watching Avi Tiger Sharks. <laughs> so you got no pants on right now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. But, but I'm rocking the Watanabe Tiger Sharks so they cover my feet at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, my femur hurts brings up his uh, faux penis, his faux alpinas, but we've already talked about this, so I'm going to skip to the next one. Axel Jor, during my four-year hiatus from autocross, while my alpha was in pieces, all the Bay Area SCCA autocross events disappeared. Do you guys recommend any local clubs for autocross or track days so I don't have to die from, wait, so I don't have to die from carbon, di- carbon monoxide poisoning driving to Marina or Crow's Landing for four minutes of fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's well, stuff. Dude, feel my pain when I had to drive to freaking Oakland for four minutes of fun. Such a pain dude, in the ass. He's so right. Yep, so you're dead on. Marina and Crow's Landing are like the main autocross sites for uh, most clubs around here. But uh, yep. there's an occasional you can do BMW CCA and there's Lotus. Porsche Club events and some Lotus clubs that'll go run at Alameda Point. Yep. So you can check those guys out. But uh, yeah, Maria and Crow's Landing are cool. Like I know. Like yeah, go run with SCCA and also I got to give a shout out to American Autocross Series. Look Hell up yeah. that series. So if you want to come run with some fast guys who are mostly also SCCA guys, really chill club really laid back event you don't need to be a member they're kind of more forgiving courses more forgiving much easier to read faster speeds definitely faster they're built for high horsepower cars but it's still fun in a miata yep the guys are all really cool tons of people that are helpful the biggest too cheaper yeah it's like 40 or 50 bucks depending on whether you're at marina or crows marina is like a really nice forgiving site that'll for most people, it's a little bit closer. The weather's a little bit nicer. Yeah. Uh, the site is just a big, like, rectangle pad, so you're not really going to get into trouble. It doesn't eat your tires like crazy. 
And if you want to make the trip out to Crow's Landing, I would suggest making it a full weekend trip. As, uh, all the AAS, American Autocross events, are both two-day events. So if you're going to drive all the way out to Crow's, you might as well camp there. Williams, baby. Yep. <laughs> it's staying a, a day's in. It's yep. beautiful. There's some good cheap hotels. And a lot of people camp. You know, there's some big but, fat RVs. Some people pitch tents. And so. Crow's Landing is such a cool site. I mean, it's an old, like... NASA. NASA airfield that yeah. hasn't been, no plane's been on it for like 50 years. Yeah. Yet they make this autocross course really cool. I mean. Huge, fast ones. Long, technical fucking thing. If you want to go to the coolest one on the West Coast for like the entire year, it's 4th of July weekend. Uh, Probably not hot at all. American Autocross Series. Not going to be hot at all. But yeah, don't <laughs> don't bring water or shade or anything. Yeah. Just show up. But yeah, anyone can just drive to the gate, sign the waiver, come in, check the cars out, bring your car. That's Run the one th- course where I got almost lost. I, <laughs> on the we had a GoPro going, and I I had a son of a bitch because I didn't know where to go. I was in the Viper. Yeah, pull Larry, out the map. <laughs> pretty much. Larry Park Memorial. They always do up a yeah. huge, fast course because Larry Park founded the club back in. I don't know, the 80s or something, and he was always in a 600-horsepower Corvette, so all the guys that now own all his old cars, he owned Crown Chevrolet in Dublin. Oh, right. So oh, a wow. huge Corvette guy. He built badass cars, really fast guy, so all the guys who, like, own his cars will usually bring him to the Larry Park Memorial. That's pretty cool. Huge party, coolest cars, biggest, probably the fastest autocross course you'll ever see in the nation, or the world for that matter. I won't tell you how fast we're going because autocrossers are supposed to be under 85 or Dude, 90. you're going like 115. Yep. Fast. Allegedly. Allegedly. Maybe possibly. <laughs> we didn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can look down. I was trying to find out where to go. <laughs> <laughs> you just assumed you were going to Yeah, fast. exactly. Warp, warp speed. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say look up American Autocross Series if you want to go do some autocross events. And then for other clubs, if you want to run closer, see who runs at Alameda Point. That place is kind of nice, and it's right on the bay, so it's breezy. And Arts ran there with the Porsche yep. Club. I run there with both. Yeah. So, um, highly recommend, um, joining either, uh, just because, and you can show up also, you you don't have to be a member, but it it, it is more expensive. Um, that being said, you know, you, you're going to get a lot more runs. I'm sorry. Uh, McQueen or McQueen, damn it. CBGZ, um, is, you know, like BMW CCA gives you about eight runs on average, sometimes up to 12 and PCA is about the same. Mm -hmm. So, um, you do get a lot of time out of it. I mean, but it is going to be closer, you know, to 70 bucks or something versus what is it? 40 or 50 for AS. Yep. And you just get Um, the whole day with the clubs like that. Same with Lotus club. They'll put you out there and you get a morning session. That was the other one. Yeah. Golden gate Lotus club is a great option. Um, there was one that I haven't been to. I don't know if you've been out there soon is, is, uh, I think it's at Sonoma airport or something. Have you heard of this one? Oh yeah. Uh, I do know who you're talking about, although I don't know the name of the club. I don't remember the name, but they, they, um, but they, it's pretty rad because they actually use like, like two airstrips or something, right? It's like a pretty, they, they make like a pretty sizable course, it seems, but, um, oh, sounds like crows. Yeah. But I, I haven't been up there in a while. I ran a uh, private autocross with the Lockheed, uh, sports car club. Yeah. If you have a friend uh, or family member at Lockheed, hit them up. Really, for really an open invite, pretty much as long as you know somebody. And uh, the course is tight, but. <laughs> an open invite as long as you know somebody. I mean, it's like they don't, they don't really care if, you know, they're not really super critical about who you know or whatever, but it was, it was cool. I guess that's one of the oldest uh, car clubs in the Bay Area. Wow. Oh, wow. When Lockheed moved here in like the f- late 40s, early 50s, there's engineers who were down with cars. And yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Did their thing. That's now we neat. need to get Google to let us do it on Moffett Field. Oh, yeah. Yes. Those sons of bitches. That would be so cool. <laughs> All right. Lotus Club does track days also. I went out and did one with them. So if you're going to do autocross or a track day, those guys are 
also. Yeah, I've really heard cool. they're good they for track drag. days and stuff. Yeah, and they, they do it. like Laguna and all that. Yeah. Yeah. We did what did that run price wise? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere close to 300 bucks or two yeah, something. Never cheap. But they are, yeah, that was Laguna Seca for the day. Cool. And yeah, they're always reasonably priced and get you a lot of seat time. And I've heard good things about hooked on driving for track days too. You guys oh, might know. Yeah. Right yeah it's, it's pretty cheap too, right? Hooked on driving. Yeah. Well, um, the car that Ax- Axel Jor is talking about is an Alpha GTV, and I'm looking through his Instagram, and it looks pretty rad. It'd be cool to see it out on an autocross course. Um, yeah, it trips me out that SCCA and NASA don't have, like, big autocross series around here. I think it's, it's the all venues have gotten stuff. so hard to come by. Just Marina almost disappeared. The FAA was oh, saying right. that they were kind of over having this unnecessary thing on their airport and uh there was talk of that going away and then it was like what do you mean where, where else you're gonna go? go wild in the streets i know right yeah. all right yeah. we got a lot of questions so we'll have to keep going yeah fruccio enzo Lightning says she's beautiful referencing the picture of the porsche 959 garnet it's in the picture yeah very cool color paint a sample it's painted from a some sort of toilet somewhere go on blitz koenig uh so you guys say your tire snobs what are your favorites then it can be any class eco comfort semi-slick bf goodrich radial tas whoa we're in a commercial yeah Yeah. white letters out you love those bfgs muscle car for life so you're usually really restricted to what they make in your size so that's like first what you got to pick from but if they make them in your size on I would, like the one series, your daily driver, I'm in love with my Michelin Super Sports. Good in the wet, good in the dry. Yeah, they're expensive, but once you buy they, a set. How long do they last? Um, I haven't gone through a full set on my car yet. Monica got like 25,000 miles out of hers. and Dang, that's not very much. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a lot. That's good. Yeah. Well, Is I guess it, it depends on the performance. I mean, the... it would be good for a Highway 9 commute. Oh, man, they're great. Well, they wouldn't get that many miles on a Highway 9 no. commute. Well, depends I mean, like... you rotate them. Let me, yeah. So let me throw this in there. Yeah. Um, I, I actually own that 135i that uh, uh, Steve is talking about. Oh, you bought like, those tires probably, huh? Yeah, I had to buy a fresh set. Oh. oh, there you go. So um, the, those tires, the ones that I, uh, I sold them on, or wait, sold the car, whatever the fuck, um, uh, they had 20,000 miles, uh, one track day at, at uh, Thunder Hill, and three autocrosses. And I also, you know, did a couple, you know, Skyline runs and stuff like that. Uh, and I daily drove the car. So that gives you an idea. And the the, the tires are... There's no idea. It came factory with uh, Pilot Super Sports? No. Oh, oh okay. I, so uh, what tire are you talking about? The, the Pilot Super Sports that, that he got on. set off. Oh, you put them on and did all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we're right. talking about mileage. And, and then yeah. Steve no. so you, you said Highway set. 9 wasn't yeah. going to do it, but I mean, yeah. there was a full track day and uh, a full two days of track Did you ever take it to get coffee? I did take it to get coffee. Okay. Did a no. nail almost hit your tire? And do you have a story about that? Um, I did not. No, but uh, but so, you, you, okay. You, hold on, hold on. Before we go too nerdy about all of your history of driving every trip in that car, <laughs> I know. Uh, so I just want to know: are the, so those? I've. It's like an ongoing question for me. Like, are Michelin's worth the extra money? Not those specific tires that I'm telling you. That's what I was getting at. Is that there is nothing that touches them for the actual all aroundness. Like, nothing, nothing that touches that, them. Can nothing. they really be that much better? Dude, They're, well, in, in that category. Like there's nothing else that handles that well. That, or I mean, sorry. Here, but let me that that has the mileage, that has that level of grip in the dry, that has that level of grip in, uh, grip in the wet, and has that steering feel. Has all that. It's like the perfect all around tire. Like there's really nothing around that. How about you can noise? Get a, yeah. 
they're pretty good at, no- at noise too. They're mm-hmm. not as quiet as some of the option other options, but they're pretty they're pretty good. It's not like an R triple eight or something. Like that's why like the thing okay. is like all right. Um, all right. that's got all it. I want to say about we got that. It. So and that's so my d- best all rounder too. Does anybody else have any data on like I've never driven those. Have you driven those, Warren? Maybe, but I don't I don't care about tires. So And Lane, have you ever had Michelin? I've never had them. So I've said my whole life to anybody that comes in, you're looking at a Bridgestone or Pirelli or Michelin not worth the money you're gonna pay a shit ton pick this other tire this is the first tire that's come out that i've been like michelin's the way to go for if you're gonna want it all around it's gonna stick well it's gonna be awesome in the wet it's gonna be quiet it's gonna last a decent amount of time that's like a bitchin tire and we sell we see tons of them putting them on cars all the time but a second time that i've uh, ever said the same thing about michelin is when we switched on our dodge diesel from the stock michelin ltx's whatever they are just like a blocky looking standard tread pattern to some Firestones that are also a factory tire that they put on the diesels. Yeah. The Michelin's track so much better. Oh, they yeah. They tow better. They just feel way better. I don't know. Yeah. So much engineering goes in these tires that we don't think about. It's just nuts. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm ma- I've am I'm been doing research in the past two days replacing the tires for the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and that's what we've ended up with is the Michelin LTX, the Defender LTX MS, mm-hmm. and it's like 100 bucks more or maybe a little bit more than that than the competition, but it gets really good ratings. And it's just a straightforward tread design that's got uh, like a warranty to 70,000 miles when everything else is to 60. And the ratings for like tread life are all very high as opposed to like my Goodyear Forteras that they say they're warrantied to 60, but we've got 45,000 miles out of them and they're pretty much worn. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I think I think it's going to be worth the extra money. We'll see. But yeah, sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. especially okay. if you actually care what, how your car drives, and like, and, and most importantly, your steering feel, because your tires have so much to do with that. Like, and so like that that was the defining factor for me with the with the M5. This is all I'll say about this, but is that um you know sure. I was looking at the Continental DWs, and they're pretty much almost as grippy. They're supposed to be great in the wet, and they're quieter, and they last about the same. But um they, the problem is that the turn in was a little bit numb. I heard that they don't the turn in isn't as sharp, and I was talking about a car with a steering box, so. I wanted to get as sharp a turn in as possible. I mean, I care about that shit, so it matters. Um, and then, all right, best all around sticky tire that I've ever driven on RE71R. Still my favorite. Bye. True. Bridge, that's the Bridgestone. Yeah, so if you're going to. The jump- newest Bridgestone, which you have on your 993. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I know for me, I, I, I think most of the cars I have, like the Michelins aren't an option, basically. I know from the 944 they're not. Um, I have con, I have the DWs on that. Uh, turning feels pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That car has really good turn in anyways. It's like a very sharp car, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know if the difference was that, like I had before that I had RS3, uh, T, uh, version twos, V2s. Yeah. Right. So you the get into 200 treadwear tires. So the Michelin, I would say, if you're going to want a streetable car, yeah. that 300 treadwear tire, the Super Sport is awesome. Then we get into all our performance tires, which yeah. is probably us sitting at the circle and anyone listening to this podcast. They want to know about the performance sticky street tires. So they're looking at 200 treadwear. Yeah. So that same Bridgestone that are you looking at Pilot Sport twos or something or Cup twos or what is that? Cup twos are like a 40 treadwear. So that's your oh, if you okay, got a okay. shit ton of money and you're going to yeah, put yeah. these on your GT2 and get a new set every couple thousand miles. That's yeah. cool. But if you're going to look at a 200 treadwear tire which is uh most racing classes now so say you go run with 24 hours of lemons and do those racing uh you're gonna need a 200 treadwear or higher and same with all the autocross street tire classes they got to be 200 or higher so basically everything is at 200 uh 
those RE71Rs are a hot tire. RS3s used to be hot, but they aren't anymore. Uh, Toyo R1Rs used to be hot, but they aren't anymore. Yeah. Uh, the other hot one is a BFG GeForce uh, Rival S. Mm-hmm. The Rival S. Yeah, yeah that's, so. a, that's the new one. Um, so the RS3s last me about <clears throat> two and a half months um, on the 944. Track day? Uh, no, just driving to work. Oh, how we not? Wait, you Skyline. got a two hundred tre- treadwear tire for the commute? Well, I, I drive it to work one one day yeah. a week. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. No, but I'm giving they, you props. But they barely they barely lasted. So I got I went to DWs, um, and they've lasted really well, and they're pretty consistent and they're pretty decent in the rain too. Like everything's fine. Um, so I think it's like a decent. Like I think I'm a snob as in like. I've had some Atomos, and that's the worst tire I've ever driven on in my life. Like, where it felt like borderline scary. Like the sidewall is so squishy, like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, like I would have to pump them up to like forty-five to have any feel at all. Like it's just scary and and unpredictable too. Like they just like all of a sudden break away, and I'm not even going at any kind of like I, they shouldn't be breaking away at that point. So, so super sketchy. And then I've kind of toyed around with like the Jetta and my Acura going between like, uh, I had Hankook, uh, what is it? The, the standard, like the v- Ventus, Ventus V12 Evo concept twos or whatever. So I've had a bunch of sets of those and they're pretty nice. They're pretty decent tire, like super yep. predictable in the rain and dry. Turning's fine. Noise is good, which is great because I've had some tires where after a while it sounds like the wheel bearings are, you know, the wheel bearings are going are, are bad or something because the tires are so thumpy. Um, but those things, you know, I can, I can wear them down to, the, to nothing and they're still smooth. Um, where like, and, and, but now I like, so I just replaced and so I've kind of gone where, I, on my newest tires, I got some Kumo something. They were like $60 a tire. They're like a high-performance summer, not even like a max-performance summer on the Acura. They seem fine, but they're definitely like... They're like squealing through every turn right now. Um, so I might need to put a little air on the tires. Yeah, it's crazy how much all the factors, temperature and pressure yeah. and the weather and everything will play into how much you enjoy your tire or not. Yeah, yeah. and I, I noticed on my last set of tires, they were uh, the Ventus... V12s that uh, I was wearing out the outside and inside, which means I was probably underinflated, yeah. and uh, so I need to toy around with that a lot. Because I'm, I'm, I mean, on that commute, I would argue that that commute is like a track day, basically. Um, maybe two days of that commute is a, is a track day. So, no kidding. It's like you're you're scrubbing through every every one of those turns on Highway Nine, especially if there's yeah. no traffic in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with a stock alignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. That's where you're getting wear all the way over to your sidewall on the all over. I mean, you're wearing the shit out of the tires, which is, I mean, rad. But as you yeah. said, yeah, it's trying to figure out figure out that cherry spot. Is just key. Yeah. Um, I'll give yeah. a mention the Falcon Azenus RT615K. I just I I don't I have don't have a lot of varied experience. I bought a lot of those because I got a deal on them and I like them a lot. Um, and then the uh, Toyo RA1 that we ran in Spec 30 uh, E30. Uh, you know we had to run those, uh, but they were great. I liked them a lot, and they had a good reputation too for where the Hoosiers would be best 
uh, on stickers right when they're fresh. Um, the RA1s get better as you go. So mm. it uh, helps with cost because you can really wear the tires out till they're, you know. No so more better with like more heat cycles. Uh, where with the yeah, like, are kind no, of wearing like out. Closer to, th- there is a limit on the heat cycles. Um, they would, uh, they would, but uh, it would be like as you get closer to the wear bars. Yeah, uh, well, less layered. transform too, right? So you're talking about, yeah, oh, is it the different compounds? Yeah, as for a while, they actually changed it at a certain year. I they think it did, was like 2013, yes. They it was right it. when I was racing. It was a big deal, yeah. Right, so it was, the more you get through the tread, the more heat cycles they get, so that's when the tires tend to go away. So to compensate, they made it stick your compound the further oh, you get through the tire. That's, that's pretty smart. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's all the guys freaked out when... They changed it a certain year, so all these guys are trying to get their hands on a certain date code tire, and then yep. just like messed everything up. Yeah, because you dial your whole program, your whole tire program into like you know how where you want them. Yeah, uh, Do, remember uh, uh, Steve, the fucking uh, the R one Rs for a second there, the one ninety fives were like the hot ticket because the two hundred fives were actually a different compound. Remember exactly. That? Yep, and, that's uh, the tire. Yeah, that, that's trippy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's also a Toyo. Yep. So I remember then with the the tsunami and the Fukushima plants and everything, like all the shit that went down in Japan. All of a sudden, there was a short like Toyo. We weren't sure if we could get tires anymore, and it was like a big deal. Right. Damn. All right. Well, we got to keep running through these things. Maybe we, we'll, we could always just kind of we could save them for later. Yeah, yeah. Do one more or something, and then right. wrap it up. Let's see, Royce Amatik. Why do you guys think Petrolicious doesn't get very high view numbers? Dude, that is a great question. I have no idea. He says Matt Farrow would get more views for uh, one take of a Honda Accord than Petrolicious would get for a well-produced video of an E-Type. Is this is this community really that small? I, Dude, I don't. I, I mean, it's like I think this, it kind of is. Like y- your demographic that's on the computer watching YouTube videos well, all day is like it's the people that also watch people play video games and stuff, I have right? An idea. That's, I have an idea. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say that the Matt Farah is a personality, and so it's people true. are watching him. If he was on a Petrolicious video, it would get a ton of hits, just like Chris Harris. That is kind of true I mean, too. You're, I think you're you're onto something yeah. because he's a he's a constant where people like Matt, if, or either they like him or they hate him, but they're they might still, you know, hopefully those two, right? It so adds those both those people probably watch him. And then you on a Petrolicious video, you're basically at the mercy of the owner of the car. And what car it is. And what car it is. It's really all about what car it is yeah. where you might I might watch a Matt Farah video on some shitty car I don't care about, but I'm not gonna watch the Petrolicious video on you know, on a on a, a nineteen eighty five Corvette. Well, here's the but thing. I probably but, would. Well, I think that's the key. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with what Warren's saying, but I think the, there's one key word here. Watch, right? I think Matt Ferrer's videos can be played as background sound, you know, as a as a podcast, as a, as a radio yeah. show, so to speak, versus the, the where Petrolicious video requires engagement. And actually, you have to, you know, make time to watch it. It's yeah, not you have to, like, listen long. to the whole story. Exactly. Kind of, so it's yeah. a visual experience as well as like the story along, that goes along with it. Whereas like with Matt Farah, I think he's even mentioned it before where people tell him that they just have him, have him playing like as like just background, like where they're working and stuff, you know, like it's not even, it's like on the secondary screen. They're not even watching the video. So, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it, but I mean, I don't know how, what percentage that is. Um, but I think I agree with Warren as well. Like and what you guys are saying is there's basically what you guys said. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because the length of the videos is similar actually like it is Matt's one takes Matt's are longer long. probably yeah. 
But uh, Matt's yeah. are like ten to fifteen minutes, and there, there's probably something to be said for the consistency too. Like it can be part of your routine when you know there's going to be one out. I don't know what he does. Well, like Petrolicious one every day. does the same one a week, and one it's a always week. on Monday. I know, but that's like a little bit less. Yeah. Like if you have a day job and you have a certain time when you're throwing videos on in the background, like uh, Matt's one takes will always be there. There will be several uh, where Petrolicious it's keeps it harder, fresh in your mind. It's kinda. harder to get on a routine because you're not going to pick one day out of the week to watch those. Yeah, you have to like wait for something that piques your interest. It's an interesting question, though, to think about. What? Yeah, that's I like that question. I do. I don't know. I, I think the Petrolicious videos, a lot of them are like well done and well produced, but I do find a lot of them kind of boring. Yeah, and I really, think they like, kind of say the same thing over and over and yeah. over. Uh, I mean, the same topics and reasons for having the car and yeah. the reason for liking them is like the same. And I don't. There's not a lot of like. There's, I, I want to say there's not a lot of emotion or passion because these people are passionate and emotional about their cars, but there isn't that like excitement there, there would be in like a driving video where you're getting it, you know, Chris Harris and Matt Farrah going, oh, yeah, Holy exactly. shit, this is amazing. Like, and like, Oh, I'm not going to tell you what speed I just hit or, you know, kicking I, the rear end out yeah, and stuff. It's, I've always enjoyed driving this car in the mountains yeah. in the morning. Yeah. One is think like w- referencing back to other feelings. One is in the moment, like the real shit. And a lot of people talk about like, uh, being authentic and that's what the kids are watching these days or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be highly produced. And so right. that's another what, thing. I was okay. Say what too. about what, would it make a difference if there was more variety and more frequency as, as you mentioned? Cause I mean, like that's the cool thing about like, I think if you, tire, right? if you had Matt Farah host the Petrolicious videos, like, Hey, this is Matt Farah and we're here with blah, blah, blah. And let's go check it out. And let's, I'll drive it with you in the car kind of thing. And, and then tell full, me a story. In the car when they're driving rather than just standing outside. And with of the, the car, same maybe. production value, it would go off. Sure. Probably. And if you did them like every day or something. <laughs> yeah. Do them every day. <laughs> yeah. But I no, think that... even, even once a week, they could still yeah. get, yeah. They could, you could still get traction with that. But yeah. it's just, I do think that they, they're all kind of the same. Like, I didn't watch, did you guys watch the one that came out today or whatever? No, I did uh, recently Spike watch Ferriston a one. Oh, I'd like I to mean, see that it. one I'm interested to see because it's Spike and it's his 68, I think it's 68, 911, but, uh, it, I'm sure it'll be kind of the same as well. They're all, it's, I mean, formula. Matt's are the same formula as well, but, he's maybe going to say something. I don't know. You kind of get used to him as a personality. I think like Warren was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is kind of the, that sounds like kind of like every one of our podcasts is exactly the same, but and you know. Ryan and I sound the same. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Did you see, did you guys see the marketplace, uh, the Petrolicious marketplace open up? I yeah. Looked, yeah. Uh, it wasn't, I don't know. It was okay. Did you see the video of it? The, the what? So, Pinehead's car? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I think, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the case for all of Pinhead. their marketplace cars, but I think, uh, they're going to be yeah doing like yeah. sort of like really high production value kind of interesting story focused car sales so to speak yeah so, yeah, yeah but it's hard like the story that of that first one it's like it's gonna be that. really hard to recreate anything like that I mean that that's like pretty unique story about the whole like you know well music I mean, producers and everything I guess there's a lot of interesting but it's kind of like every Petrolicious video basically but they're instead of like at the end it just says we're se- it just we're selling the car rather than yeah right? it finishes yeah. with for sale. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, I think that's it. That's a podcast. That's it. Art. Steven, thank you. Dude, it's uh, a good thing we have Steven here for that friggin' autocross. Tires, question. dude. And tires. Yeah. Wheels. 
Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You helped, man. Good job. Thanks, I mean, guys. I don't even know where Art is anymore. You're kind of like right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Art, you were here first. I'm just kidding, Art. You were I'm here before Art. Art's <laughs> car? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you were super tan, too. And you're like almost the same complexion. <laughs> Thanks. Are you hitting on me? <laughs> All right. JK. We'll see later. you later. Later. Peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding, Art. Don't hang up, Art. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But they are flimsy. I got plastic pieces falling off my door panels. So, Art, if your cousin has any extras. He might, dude. Like, I'll just hit him up and he'll mold out some right now. Dude. I'll just melt some crayons for you. <laughs> Perfect. I'll give you a crayon.